0: all right welcome back to girls next level everybody bridget you might have to pull the energy this week because i did not get any sleep a couple nights ago and i'm still on a sleep deficit and just kind of okay what happened um my boyfriend works in the paranormal and sometimes he brings home different types of energies and stuff so two nights ago i just kept getting woke up over and over again by something i cannot explain Creepy. So here we are. And usually I sleep like a brick all night. So I'm hit miss on how I sleep, but I feel pretty good today. So good, because we need some energy. I've got
1: I would definitely got energy today.
0: So this week's episode, we are going over Girls Next Door season one, episode eight, Midsummer Night's Dream. And this originally was kind of like what we thought could be the last episode ever. Because they only ordered eight episodes of Girls Next Door. And then when the show was successful, they added on the rest of the season later.
1: Oh, I 100% thought this was going to be the last episode. Mm -hmm. And in the end, and we'll get to the end, obviously, but we even like do wrap ups and stuff like it's over. Like, that's it. Yeah. And we do not know we're getting more episodes, let alone seasons. But before we even get into starting this one, I realized um, when I went to go watch this episode that it's the first episode on disc two. And so before I switched discs, I watched like the deleted scenes Uh and stuff from disc one. But I was thinking like at the end we should do like not the end end, but like the end of like season, the full season one. We should maybe like do a deleted scenes. Yeah, I think that would podcast. be fun. Yeah, because there was like a lot in there. It had, it covers a lot of stuff that didn't get covered in the show and things that were going on outside of the show. Well, I mean, obviously not outside of the show. They were filming it, but stuff that never made the episode. So I feel
0: like there's a lot there to talk about. Yeah, I'm curious to see because I don't think I ever watched the deleted scenes from disc one. We shall see. Yeah. So this episode is all about the Midsummer Night's dream party, which was kind of Playboy's biggest party. Like the Halloween party was big too, but this was kind of like the more generic one, like the one people thought of when they thought of Playboy parties. It was half's biggest party of the year, probably about a thousand people. And it was like, you know fairy theme I mean the theme would kind of vary but we can get to that but also this episode is about giving your sister Anastasia a makeover and I kind of wanted to touch on what our intentions were doing that makeover because when I talked about this episode on my YouTube there were there was well probably just one person but it stuck with me there was one person in the comments saying how could you how could you tell a young girl she has to look like this like you bought her boob inserts like how could you tell a, a pregnant young girl that she has to look that way and we can talk about it with Anastasia when she comes on the show but that was not our intention like our intention was we just thought it would be fun to do like a quote-unquote makeover episode and kind of turn Anastasia into the, like the quote-unquote typical playboy girl like for fun not because anybody was telling her you have to look like this or this is the beauty standard or anything like that I, I thought of it as like kind of a cosplay
1: well, um I'm sure we'll get into this more in the episode, but she was watching us do all these photo shoots and getting all hair and makeup up, and hair and makeup done up and everything. And she was feeling down on herself like she uh-huh. was feeling frumpy and not pretty and um and she confided in my mom about it and stuff. So I felt like it would be fun to give her a makeover too, like get her hair and makeup done as well. And um she felt really good about herself and we can talk about that more, you know, when she comes on and everything, but I thought that we were doing it for her, you know? It was more
0: just like a fun thing to do for a party.
1: Yeah, and I felt like she was excited about it. Like yeah. we didn't like push her to do anything she didn't want to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure we'll get into this more in the episode. But I don't even think she wore the boob things. No, because <laughs> you say later. But we'll talk about that. We don't, I don't want to jump ahead. But like, but yeah. So she didn't do anything she didn't want to do.
0: Yeah. So the the scene starts out at Trashy. Yes, which we basically lived at Trashy. I think I said that in the commentary. Like I feel like we live at Trashy because that was kind of where we would go. Not just for party outfits, but they were great at just custom making anything so if I ever got an idea for like a certain dress I wanted for a random event we would go to trashy and I had forgotten that that woman Bridget didn't really work At Trashy, as like a designer or store employee, she was one of Trashy's models. Well, she was also their PR person. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, but she wasn't typically who would have like sketched up an outfit for us or done our fittings. But none of those people wanted to be on camera, so they kind of had to bring somebody in.
1: Yeah. Well, I kind of also want to describe Trashy just a little bit more because I feel like the name sounds so bad. Girl, my
0: dad used to roast me. He's like, "You go shopping at a place called Trashy." Like, I, I couldn't know. say it in front of him without him just dying.
1: Well, it does sound really bad, but, like, in L.A., like, it is a great store. They custom make things. They just really know how to fit your body. They've got the corset thing down. They've got the boobs down, making the small waist down. Like, mm-hmm. they just really know the female form, I feel like. And they just do a really great job of making you feel great in the things you get from
0: them. And you know what else? I think they were, like, the first people to do like the quote unquote slutty Halloween costumes. Like I don't want to say the first person to do slutty Halloween costumes. Like let's go back to gay pride parades in the 70s or whatever. But like the first people to do like the skimpy Disney princess themed costumes and sell them. Like now you can find a costume in a bag everywhere and everybody kind of expects to dress up that way for every Halloween. But I remember being so excited to be able to shop at Trashy when I moved into the mansion because those costumes I felt were expensive back then and I could have never afforded it before I moved in and I was really excited. I was excited
1: too. All of their stuff is really well made. Most of our stuff was custom made. Mm -hmm. Not everything because you can they do have stuff just on the rack but most of it was custom made. They like would work with us on all kinds of things. I could bring a fabric in and be like I want this dress with this fabric with like all kinds of stuff. So it was really fun to work with them and the two people who we worked with the most like you said didn't want to be on camera. Uh It's unfortunate it but um, Bridget, who's really, really sweet, she's their PR girl, she came and met with me anytime I needed to do a scene at Trashy.
0: It was, like, with Bridget. Awesome. Bridget and Bridget. <laughs> yeah. Also, can we talk about their membership fee they had at the door? They still do. That's so funny. Okay, so it's only $2, so it's not, like, this exclusive thing. But you can't go into Trashy Lingerie and shop without this membership. You have to, like, put your name on file and, like, give $2, and they give you a little card, and they'll only let you behind like, the swinging saloon door thing and buzz you in if you have that membership and I don't know if that was just to like keep creeps I think it is there. to keep creeps and
1: I also think it's to keep people who aren't serious about buying something out oh, like girls sense. that just want to look or like lurk around to see if a celebrity comes in or something oh or... that totally makes sense yeah because and they still do it because I still get stuff from <laughs> them and I've, I've been there recently but I hadn't been in a while and so and supposedly you have to pay this membership fee once a year and <laughs> I walked in I had an appointment appointment and everything mm-hmm. and I, and they were she was like are you a member and i'm like uh, I'm sure I am because I've been coming here forever and I've had probably a million dollars in clothes. Yeah. In and she's like, and it was somebody I ha- I didn't recognize before. Uh-huh. And she's like, well, and she looks at my card. I don't see you on file. She would not let me in. I'm like, I have an appointment with Edie. Like Edie knows me. Like, I know everybody
0: in here. That's what are you talking funny. about? And she's
1: like, I'm sorry. It's going to be $2 or I can't let you in. And I was like, are you serious right Oh my now?
0: God. That's funny. It reminds me of like, I don't know if you ever ran into these people, but like 10 years ago, there were a couple guys like out on the club scene and their shtick was they would bring stacks of two dollar bills out to the club and just throw them out and hand them out no isn't that random there's like a a couple different guys who did that
1: how weird yeah (laughs) yeah Um, Oh, and then Nick was with me, and she was like, is he your guest? And I'm like, "Gosh, like, you're allowed one guest per visit. And I was like, Oh, I never knew about that
0: rule. I don't think I ever really went with anyone, but I didn't know about that rule. I'm like, okay, I used to film here. I used to like practically
1: live here. I've modeled for you guys. I've bought, I don't know how many outfits here, and you still want my two bucks to come in the door? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? After I did the scene with Bridget, too... Bridget squared. Then I had to do a real fitting with the real people uh-huh. off camera.
0: Oh yeah. Cause you got to really get down to business.
1: <laughs> yeah. And you were talking in commentary too about how many people just don't want to be on camera because that's something. And may, I think it might be different now. I don't know mm-hmm. for sure. But back when we were filming Girls Next Door, like there were so many people who were like afraid of the cameras.
0: Anti. Like it might be different now just because people are so accustomed to like social media. But back then, like so many people didn't want to be on camera, and they would get pissed like if you went into a restaurant and obviously to be able to film there you'd have to get clearance and everything yeah but people in LA used to get all freaked out like oh don't film me Uh," you know and I'm like nobody is boo (laughs) (laughs) like what the fuck but people would get so annoyed and yeah it was just a thing Yeah, like I get it. I wouldn't want to be filmed randomly either. But I'm talking about people way on the other side of the room, not even in the vicinity of the cameras freaking out as if the lens was up in their face. I'm like, are you cheating on your wife right now or what's happening? So then the next scene is they show shots from
1: the Midsummer's party. And this is what they did for 4th of July, too. Like, they pre-show the party. It's like a highlight reel. Yeah, it's like you got to know what... This is just a sneak peek, folks, of what we're going to get into here. This is what's (laughs) coming. And then in commentary, you say that during the party, it's hard to notice how beautiful the party is. And I talk about how, like, I always used to go out to the parties, like, before people got there like when they're still just like doing the Mm -hmm. final touches and stuff just to like feel it because it's so beautiful and you really feel like when you step outside into that tent and all the
0: flowers and the greenery and the lights it just feels like you're in another world it does and it's kind of sad because I feel like the show doesn't really do it justice not because the show did anything wrong but because the party was designed for real life and like your sensory experience in real life it wasn't really designed for like cinematography so I feel like the party doesn't like you get a taste kind of of what it is but it's not the same vibe and you notice weird things when you're just removed and you're looking at it and you're like what are those tacky metal palm tree things they have in there whereas when you're there you're taking in the whole thing and like the lighting and how it hits you when you're there in real life and it's such a different experience
1: and I don't know what it is too about something about having the whole pool area tented off and the pool and the waterfall with the lighting and yeah, stuff they have it, lit it really looks cool. so amazing so they show like the transformation going on which again is just like a, a preclude to what's mm-hmm. happening later because we're not even to that point yet
0: and they show the paintings or like the art oh god I know what you're going to say. What am I going to say? I don't know. It's just, first of all, it wasn't really good. They did a picture of like a mural or whatever you want to call it, of Hef as like Pan. And he looks really scary. And even in the commentary, Kendra goes, scary. It was kind of ugly. and It I, was hideous. And
1: I make a comment that they should redo that and put us in it with it. But I mean, like, redo it in a cute
0: way. Yeah. Do you remember when we went to go watch Beowulf? Like, Steve Bing was involved in it. It was like an animated movie of Beowulf.
1: No. Why don't I remember
0: that? It I don't like know. like something I would
1: remember. Well, the
0: reason I remember it is because, like, the villain in the story, Grendel, is a monster. But I swear to God, the features on the face look like Hef. And I was horrified by it at the time because I thought it was such an uncanny resemblance that I, not that he looks like Grendel, but like it just looked like the nose shape and different things that I felt like whoever was involved in this movie had done it on purpose and like was getting some weird sort of sick satisfaction that he was coming to the screening because that's how uncanny it was
1: how weird yeah
0: and i talked about it in my youtube video and i like pulled a still of it and i'm like okay here's the grendel pic and i'm i'm not gonna say people in the comments were disagreeing interesting creepy, now i gotta see what that looks like but also like the pan painting kind of reminds me of that it's just like a really like grotesque caricature kind of
1: yeah well, and then they're just like showing the transformation of the mansion, which I know we already talked about a little bit. But all the statues being brought in, the greenery, the food, tons of flowers, the tent, the pillow—all yeah. like colorful <laughs> the pillows, pillows and the like tablecloths and stuff. And then they have a, a like on the flight interview of Hank saying they're working fourteen to sixteen-hour shifts for a thousand people for six hours. <laughs>
0: That's crazy. I wonder if they ever went over the pillows with a black light.
1: You know what? <laughs> I was watching that scene too when they were bringing in some of those couches and out in the daylight I was thinking ew oh, those no. couches look gross and I I don't know I don't know what is rented and what is owned uh-huh. but I know that Playboy had like a big warehouse where they kept a lot of this party shit all the time so I don't know if these were like Playboy-owned mm-hmm. couches, but I just wondered how often they got washed. And not because weird sexual gross mm-hmm. things were going on, gross sexual things are going yeah. on, but even just like spilled drinks yeah. and food mm-hmm. and... I don't know like it just seems like I don't know how often they were cleaned
0: people being nasty yeah and then they focus in on a couple celebrities yes one is this guy named Vern Troyer also known as mini me from the Austin Powers series and he was at a lot of the parties and I wonder how many listeners well I'm sure a lot of listeners since you guys are listening because you remember the show but I wonder how many people today know who mini me is like does Gen Z know mini me I have no idea so Vern Troyer was in, I think it was Austin Powers 2, as Minnie Me, and all of a sudden he was like a sensation, especially at the Playboy Mansion. And they even did this pictorial, and this was before we were there. It was like 99 or something, called Minnie Heff. Have you ever seen it? I have. And so it was this pictorial of Vern Troyer dressed up in like the satin pajamas and stuff with like all these naked women around him. <laughs> <laughs> It was so random. What other celebrities did they show? Hayden Christensen, who looked fine. Mm. And those are the only two I made note oh, of.
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was waiting for the list.
0: <laughs> okay, so then the
1: next scene, they show Winnie barking. But it wasn't Winnie. Again, they put your one of your dog barks.
0: Oh my gosh. Because
1: I was like, wait. Because before the barking starts before they actually like open up on the scene Mm -hmm. and i was like oh holly's dog's barking and then and then shows winnie like kind of shaking her head and i'm like wait that's not Winnie's bark
0: that's so funny she wasn't
1: even barking at like she was so little like she didn't even have like a bark yet and then she rarely barked after that anyway this scene is like totally out of order we are sitting there with no makeup on because we're going to the spa that day Mm -hmm. And I was going to talk about that because you kind of mentioned it like in our a couple of episodes ago, I think, about like this was like we didn't even care that we weren't
0: wearing makeup. Nobody would be seen without a full beat on reality TV these days. Like I always think of the scene and maybe there was a legit reason for it. Like maybe she had to like pop off to a thing real quick. But there was a scene on the Kardashians around like the Chris Humphreys era where Kim is in a like a bathtub and she has like bubble bath up to her neck but full beat. Like, full hair in an updo that looked like one of the things from Bibbidi-Bobbidi Boutique where they spray the kids' hair at Disneyland and it's the tight-ass bun. Full beat makeup. And there was probably a reason for that in real life. Like, she probably had to shoot the scene and jet off to something else. But it's just like, or I think the simple life, that one season where Paris and Nicole weren't working together, there was, like, some scenes where it showed them, like, waking up and getting out of bed and they already had, like, full makeup on. Like, nobody would ever do a scene without makeup these days. But back then, we were just, like, running, around free balling
1: yeah because i noticed neither anastasia and i have any makeup on whatsoever and we're because we're getting ready to go to the spa like why would we put makeup on we're gonna go get a facial and like Mm -hmm. stuff like that so
0: anyway so then and then i noticed that there's this weird mask in the scene oh the mask i thought that too when i was re-watching it i took like a screenshot of it I'll throw it up on the Instagram or something I'm like what the fuck is this creepy mask and we think we know what it's from yeah
1: because before you sent me the photo of the screen grab uh-huh. of it I was thinking what the hell is that weird mask yeah like I know I had a lot of stuff in my room but I know what every single thing is I know exactly where I got it I know why everything but that mask I was like what is that
0: yeah but yeah I think we have it figured out and it might be a deleted scene I don't know if it's in the actual I think we can say what it is it's not like a big suspense moment okay. it was from when we go to the circus which I think is like a cold open for an upcoming episode yeah but it's just another out of order thing according to the show we haven't been to the circus yet yeah but I think it's a it's of a white tiger is what the mask is yeah I was gonna ask too had Anastasia ever had professional hair and makeup done before this makeover I don't think so yeah I wouldn't have at that age
1: yeah. I mean, we can ask her if she ever did it for like a dance or something. Oh, by the way, how old was Anastasia during this scene? Because people are going to want to know. 18. Okay. We waited until her 18th birthday to go to like get her ready for Midsummer's. Like, Okay. So like, was this
0: her first party too? Yeah, because Fun. even though she was
1: around for other parties, she yeah. wasn't like allowed to go down. I mean, 4th of July mm-hmm. she could and Easter she could because there's other, you know, people there. But like... And their daytime and stuff, but for the real parties, there was times she were there and had to stay up in the room.
0: Yeah, because you had to be 18 and over, I would assume. Mm-hmm. And I'm have, surprised it wasn't twenty-one and over because you're serving people alcohol. And I know why it wasn't. You know, there were plenty of playmates who are 18, 19, 20, and of course pervy guys, but but I'm surprised from a liability standpoint that it wasn't twenty-one and over, yeah. or that you didn't have to like wear a wristband or something to get yeah. alcohol. Like these days there would be something in place.
1: Yeah, well, I think because it's a private pro- party, not that you're still allowed to serve minors but you don't have the same laws and Mm -hmm. stuff that if you're selling the alcohol but and then I say in here I feel bad because I can't include my sister in everything and I want to clarify what I mean by everything (laughs) because when I was rewatching this I was like well I don't want her included in everything but (laughs) what I meant by this was like going to get our hair done all the time and yeah going to the spa with us all the time or like getting you know cool clothes for the parties and stuff like that she's like she's coming with me to a lot of that thing to sit around and watch me get all that done and me get all these outfits and me go to all these parties and events and stuff and she's not getting to do all of that stuff and you feel like that would be hard to watch some you know all the time somebody else doing all of that and i just wanted to clarify that i'm not talking about (laughs) taking her to the club or bedroom or any of that kind of stuff and so then we're
0: all in my room but before that like i go and get kendra from her room and it's obvious it's like the third time we've shot this scene because i i knock on the door and like i say whatever i say like kendra want to go to bridget's room and she's standing right there at the door like nobody like you don't go knock on anybody's room and they're standing right there at the door facing (laughs) it especially when it's It's a big bedroom like that. So you can tell that's like the third time we've shot that scene and we're just ready to go.
1: (laughs) And then um, we tell Anastasia we have a big surprise for her and... I'm curious, I can't remember. Did she already know we were gonna do this or was it truly a surprise for her?
0: I have no idea because I kind of felt like that was your domain and I didn't really know about the goings-ons of this whole thing.
1: Oh, yeah, I'm curious. I'll have to ask her if if I'd already like keyed her in that we were gonna do this or if like it truly was a surprise. Mm -hmm. Um, So we tell Anastasia we're gonna give her like a makeover for Midsummers, and then Kendra chimes in and says, and I'm gonna teach you how to get laid. Maybe I'm a prude, but watching this back, I was just like, that was so vulgar. Like, no, that's not what we're trying to do here. And
0: sadly, in this society, like no young woman needs to try to get laid. Right. And
1: again, we can ask Anastasia how she feels about this when she comes on, but I believe she was genuinely excited.
0: Yeah. Like, I felt like she was super excited. And you know what else? I feel like this episode, at least just from feedback I've seen, is a fan favorite because I feel like so many young women watching at home are like, I would want to have that makeover too.
1: That's, that is so interesting that you said that because that leads right into the next thing I was going to say. When... I was leaving the mansion. There were so many people, including Kevin, who wanted me to do a show that was giving girls like the Playboy makeover.
0: Okay, that's hilarious because Kevin tried to get me to do that show too. I think that's fucked up. He's trying to get us both to do it at different times. Yes. Fuck him. <laughs> yeah. He just thought it would be the
1: best show to go around and like do give the Playboy makeover to girls. I don't deny that it's not like kind of a fairy tale, like would have been a fun show but I also feel like it sends the wrong message like that this is what you need to look like now for people who want to look like that Uh I feel like it'd be amazing show but I also think that that shouldn't be
0: the only beauty standard that's out there exactly like back in the day when I worked at the studio and was still doing girls next door I was always thinking about you know how do I keep being a playmate relevant so that it's still seen as this cool thing and women still want to do it and at that time America's Next Top Model was a huge show and I was talking to Kevin about possibly doing a show at the studio that was like America's Next Top Model, but for Playmates, which they had kind of done before with Who Wants to Be a Playboy Centerfold, but that was such a flash in the pan. And we didn't end up doing it. But looking back, I'm so glad we didn't because now it's coming out how problematic America's Next Top Model was in so many ways. Like all these people are coming forward and like clips are being shown on TikTok that are just completely politically incorrect. And also looking back, I'm like, I was fucking naive because I remember when I was talking to Kevin about doing this show, I was thinking I would have like amazing like creative control because I have this job at the studio like I'm kind of a boss there so we'd be doing this but now you know after working on with Kevin on a spinoff and stuff like that I would not have had any fucking power like it would have just been another fucking puppet show so I'm so glad we didn't do it. Interesting yeah.
1: yeah. So I say I'm super excited to see Anastasia all made up because she's going to look worlds different and like I had no idea how different she was really going to look. Me either it was really effective yes i mean it was dramatic but we'll get into all that but we do um so we're going to do spa Mm -hmm. you get her the boob inserts hair extensions waxing tanning
0: and i have a question too so you and i are really actively participating in this and like taking anastasia around to do things but kendra doesn't do any of that and i can't imagine she wasn't asked to be a part of it
1: yeah i don't think she wanted to either that or whatever she wanted to do anastasia did not want to do I talk about this right here in the scene. I say that Anastasia was feeling frumpy and she says that she felt fat and ugly. And I'm using those words. They're not my words. They are hers. That's what she was ta- She called my mom crying one time Aww. when we were shooting and told my mom that she um, said that we looked so beautiful and she just felt like she was fat and ugly and Aww. didn't like, you know,
0: whatever. That sucks. It's yeah. easy to feel that way there though for anybody
1: Right, so I say, well, now it's all her chance. Now, now yeah. we're gonna like focus on her, and then I thought this was a funny scene. I say, oh, maybe now uh, Gizzy needs to get shaved for the party too, and they have her. She like just walked out on her tree little branch, mm-hmm. and then I say that, and she goes and runs oh, right that's back funny. in. I thought the timing was really funny. Yeah, that's and they put cute. like the record scratching uh-huh. like, because I was like, no. <laughs> And then, but then they cut to a noise with her hissing and that is fake. (laughs) The next scene is Anastasia and I are getting out of the car to go to the spa.
0: So the owner of the spa was Jonathan Baker and he was married to a playmate, Victoria Fuller. And they were on the show at the time called The Amazing Race. They were contestants.
1: They own the spa. They they were nice enough to give us the certificates to go and like have a total spa day. And Mm -hmm. I think they do it later too in the Mother's Day episode Yeah, later on. But they were always really surprised supportive of allowing their uh, salon to be used for us you know what's funny in this
0: scene is the butt crack towels butt crack towels when you and Anastasia are laying on your stomach they have like rolled up towels like covering your butt cracks yeah (laughs) which is good that they had that but I'm surprised that the show wasn't like oh do you really need those towels yeah
1: (laughs) I wonder if they do that anyway for people just as a modesty thing
0: yeah they might just to make people feel comfortable yeah or they had your back more than the show did yeah I
1: wonder and they talk about Anastasia just feeling happy and grateful to be able to hang out with me and she's so thankful to have for letting her stay which I thought was a really sweet scene uh-huh. like I actually got like a little teary-eyed and stuff but she talks about also again feeling grumpy and not I mean grumpy <laughs> feeling frumpy and not good enough and then and then she talks about how there's days where she's really tired and she doesn't want to do anything and they cut to this scene where she's like laying on my bed and she's got one of my shoes in her hand and I know what was going on like I would she would help me with like all these projects and Mm -hmm. stuff like I would keep this girl so busy like we were from working out every day to running errands to scrapbooking to rhinestoning fittings getting ready for like Uh salon stuff like she and my sister's not really like that my sister likes like lay in bed and read and snuggle with the cat and like down and I was always like let's go let's go let's Mm. go we got this we got that and oh you have downtime here start rhinestoning (laughs) this shoe (laughs) like I've taught her how to rhinestone everything Mm. so I know that those were the shoes I was going to be wearing for midsummers and they had snakes that wrapped around my ankle Uh that I added to them Uh and I was having her rhinestone the snakes and it's her like falling asleep trying to do rhinestone oh my gosh that's funny
0: (laughs) and um, then they show the teeniest tiniest snippet Of boot camp. Yeah, Barry's boot camp. Because you guys would go do that regularly. And I loved seeing the real life stuff that I didn't get to see even in the moment. Because I wasn't going to Barry's boot camp. And um, because as we've established, I'm a lazy girl. But I didn't go to Barry's boot camp. And I remember when the show first started, I was kind of excited to see those real life moments that I didn't get to be a part of. Like I thought I was going to see more of like Kendra's massage school and you going out doing that. And they just ended up using so little of it.
1: Yeah. I'm surprised they ever showed Barry's boot camp. And, that, and that's when you say in commentary too, oh, I guess that's what happens when people don't let you film, you never see it. And I'm like, no, they were allowed to film and they got to film it whenever they wanted there. They just chose not to use it. And then Anastasia says she loves having an older sister. And I was like, oh, that's cute. And then um, we're in the hot tub. It shows all these things that we got to go and do and it made me like wanna be at the spa again, but it shows us mm-hmm. like in the hot tub that yeah. was up on the, the top. The rooftop.
0: Yeah. Weren't you saying you got some weird feedback about the hot tub scene or something? Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I'm not really sure where the controversy is. Like, I don't know if Uh it was because I was nude in the hot tub period, or if it was because I was nude and my sister was there in the hot tub. But I think that people just have different, and and we've talked about this on the podcast Mm -hmm. before, but I feel like people have different thresholds of what they're comfortable with nudity wise. Like I know when I go to the spa and and I feel like it changes too. Like when I used to go to the spa back in the mansion days and stuff, everybody was nude and I felt, Mm -hmm. I felt self-conscious, but I was like, okay, if everybody's going to be nude, I don't want to be the like conservative prude one. That's like all I'm going to be bundled up, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so I went nude. But then, and now, but more recently, I've noticed people are wearing swimwear more so. Not everybody, oh, but yeah. more people. So I feel like it changes all the time. But um, but the, there was a lot of people that were like, oh, she's like nude in the hot tub. Like, I couldn't do that. And I'm not, sh- like, like I said before, I'm not sure if they were, they like, couldn't do it around their sister or they couldn't do it
0: in general. Or wasn't it also on a rooftop? Maybe they're scared of helicopters. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Honestly, I don't think anybody commenting this ever even thought about helicopters, but maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe they're worried about lucky lose.
0: Yeah, it's so interesting to me how... Everybody has a different comfort level with nudity and people assume if you pose nude in a magazine then you just need to be naked all the time like why the fuck are you covering up now like it's a weird thing
1: Yeah it's funny I um I don't judge anybody else on what how they go to the spa and whether they're nude or whether they're dressed or Partly dressed or whatever. Like I just kind of want to go with the flow. If everybody feels comfortable being dressed, then I want to be dressed. If everybody feels comfortable being nude, then I want to be nude. I don't want to be the person that's making other people feel uncomfortable. But I'm. But I'm also curious if they were weirded out because it was with my sister, which I don't think is weird. I've even been to spas with my mom and we're nude. (laughs) So like, it's. I feel like it's not that big of a deal. My sister and I shared a room at the mansion. Yeah, like I've never seen her nude before. So I don't know. It was weird to me and I thought that it was something that we should talk about on here just because I feel like it is so um everybody has their own opinion on it. Yeah. And then they show us, and it's a totally different day, but they try and make it look like it's the same day. And we're going shopping for her outfit and shoes. And I take my sister to Claire Pettibone. And I actually used to get a lot of stuff from Claire Pettibone. I thought Is it was it still so there? cute. I didn't see it the last time I drove down Robertson. Huh. So it either moved or I don't know. But Claire was always really nice about letting us film there. Yeah, and that used
0: to be your spot. Because I remember, like, wasn't your Bride of Frankenstein dress a Claire Pettibone? Yes. Like That used to be what you always wore in the beginning.
1: Yeah, It was. I loved her stuff, and she would work with me, and even make me custom stuff. And like, she was just so nice about it. And she has her stuff is in like Nordstroms and Macy's and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. So I just felt like it was really cool. Like I was sort of working with a designer. Yeah, that's (laughs) fun. She even like um, the first Midsummer's party I went to, which was my first Mm -hmm. really big party. She even like set me up with her hair and makeup artist, who did like for her runway stuff and catalog stuff and everything. So sweet. Yeah. So in reality, Anastasia's outfit was just from Victoria's Secret, Mm -hmm. and the The opposite is true with them. They would not let us film. Oh, yeah. And I say, I want to make Anastasia feel like a princess, get her all dressed up. And Anastasia's like doing a fashion show, Uh coming out and all the different things. And then it shows us taking Gizmo to the groomers. You know
0: what? That was a blast from the past for me because I used to go to that same Petco regularly just for random things for the pets. And just when it shows the footage of your car pulling up and just seeing the entryway and like the little area they have for shopping carts and stuff, it's just one of those really incidental dental ordinary things that you saw so many times you know years ago but never think about again and it brings you back it's weird how
1: little scenes like that can just transport you yeah like I know what you mean like I saw it and I really felt like I was like pulling up like the memories just come flooding back like exactly like how where everything was in that petco and how you get in the store like just the little stupid things Mm -hmm. that you just don't think of anymore so it's crazy and um I say I like Gizmo big and fluffy because I always loved her to be big and fluffy like that was my favorite way to have her but it's just isn't practical with like a cat like that when she doesn't want to be brushed so yeah. she just had to get shaved i had no choice and that woman elsie who used to do her grooming was really amazing with oh her. yeah because that's a skill yeah <laughs> and she was so nice and so good with cats and she truly loved gizmo Aww. and even after like i wasn't at the mansion anymore I would still take her to see Elsie and then Elsie finally quit Petco and, and opened up she got one of those mobile van things. Oh, cool. I would still have her come to my house oh, and do Gizzy and everything. So up until the end she was she was there with Gizmo. And I know that Gizmo hated the the whole routine of the spa for herself the grooming and everything mm-hmm. but when she got home and I feel like they didn't show this they just show one quick scene of her like shaved but she really liked it like she felt sly
0: I remember that because she was fast gizmo yeah like, you know when a dog gets the zoomies and they zoom around like that was gizmo after she got shaved like all of a sudden aerodynamic
1: yeah she felt good <laughs> like she was jumping everywhere she was so like funny. had like a kick in her step like she just new life <laughs> yeah you know she felt good and she she felt cool and I don't know if this is the trick to it or not but people used to tell me that cats get embarrassed when they get shaved and I don't know if that's true or not but that you should tell them how beautiful they look and and make them feel good and so ever since she was little and she, I would get this done to her I would tell her oh my
0: god Gizzy you're so pretty you're so beautiful oh look at god. you
1: my little lion and stuff lion yeah she looked like a
0: lion because her head wasn't shaved yeah and they do the little <laughs> pom-pom at the end of her tail sometimes so funny
1: so like I don't know if that helped or not yeah. i don't know if cats are into psychology like that <laughs> but i would tell her how pretty she looks so hopefully that
0: helped probably i mean some people tell you you should talk to plants or your water it's true so yeah. it probably works for cats
1: all right next scene holly's in charge of the makeover now yeah
0: i'm bringing anastasia to a place to get waxed and before i get into it i want to say how funny it is how they juxtapose anastasia getting waxed with the cat getting shaved <laughs> i think that's hilarious too but first you go to mel's diner Oh, that's first? Okay, so first we go to Mel's Diner. And the cool thing about Mel's Diner in LA is they always take over kind of like historic places and like keep the integrity of it. And this isn't a place that was like, supposedly like legendary in the sixties. Like I wasn't around in the sixties, but supposedly like it was a diner called um Ben Frank's. And I don't know why I'm getting into this history lesson, but that was where like a lot of hippies would congregate and it was like supposedly like a really cool place. But now it's Mel's Diner. And I took Anastasia there to give her this set of like boob inserts that you stuff your bra with. But before you give them to her, you do the cutest drawing. Yeah, I do a little drawing of what Anastasia looks like before and after the makeover.
1: And then Anastasia says, Oh, I wish I had boobs like that. And then, I mean, it almost seems too good to be true. Like, I don't know if she was in on this or what. But then all of a sudden you're like, oh, speaking of that. Surprise,
0: surprise. (laughs) (laughs) I noticed, like, the inserts are, like, not her color. No. But I think it's cool that they, like, made different skin colors back then because I feel like that's kind of something that people are just now catching up with. Like, I know Band-Aid, like, just started coming out with Band-Aids that are, like, other people's skin color besides white. crazy? I know. And it's crazy because it's just, like, it's nuts how, like, there's There's just, like, this one shade that was thought of as, like, skin color when it's really, like, so many other shades. So I think it's kind of cool that they were, like, making the different colors back then.
1: Yeah. Well, even nude... Color is still considered nude color. And
0: that's not nude for everybody. Yeah, it's like only for a fraction of the people. Yeah. Another thing I saw online is somebody drew one of those medical drawings. Like, you know, when you go into like a OBGYN office or something and they have like the medical drawing of like a pregnant woman. But you can like see inside the belly and you see what the baby and all the organs look like. Somebody did a drawing of a black woman and a black baby like that. And I was just like mind blown. It's always a white person in those things. That's true. It's crazy. It is crazy. Glad we're making progress. Yeah,
1: there's progress being made. So, Um, And then I think it's funny because Anastasia's like, oh, I'll have to try these. And you're like, I'll have to try these on later. And you're like, no, right now. Yeah, like stuff them in.
0: (laughs) And Anastasia says under her breath, oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) But you don't have to get naked. You just like shove them in your clothes. Yeah, right. Yeah. And then we ran into one of Hef's friends at Mel's Diner, which was random. His name was Chuck McCann. He's a voice actor very funny guy and it was just a random thing because la isn't a city where you run into people generally
1: yeah but and i know we talked about this once before and i think we took it out because we're like uh oh, but nobody cares about who who chuck mccann uh-huh. is but i'm gonna say it again because yeah. i think it's funny he was like the voice on ducktales
0: oh yeah he was a voice on a lot of like famous things you would know a lot of Fruit commercials loops. yeah oh wait no maybe not kibbles and, Bits. kibbles and Bit, kibbles and bit tony the tiger right cocoa where puffs like not tony the tiger
1: yeah a lot of things yeah i'm cuckoo for cocoa puffs he was that yeah. guy who said that stuff <laughs> and then the kibbles and bits and bits and bits yeah anyway but you know what you said it's like totally weird to run into him at mel's diner but i feel like i remember it being one of his hangouts like he used I to think like you're right
0: it just feels weird anytime you're in la and you run into somebody at a place that's not like i don't know a hot spot where you already know your friends are gonna be
1: yeah and then just so you guys know too we do get into chuck mccann later when i do my voiceover stuff because he's kind enough to like help with yeah. all of that he'll be back yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so this is your pre-warning.
0: <laughs> and in the interview, when I'm being asked about the Anastasia makeover, it's very clear in the interview. You can tell that I'm not trying to push a beauty standard. I'm just like, you know, we have these boobs. She can wear them or not. Like, I forget what I say. But I'm just like, we're just having fun with it. Yeah. So anybody who wants to say I'm pressuring a young girl to look a certain way, well, I that think was never the, the that was never the thing. I mean, we'll ask Anastasia how she feels, but that was never the thing.
1: Yeah, I think the whole point of this was to have fun with it mm-hmm. and to just make her feel good. Like and the it boob wasn't... part
0: was more to be funny because that is the stereotypical thing that a Playboy girl is going to have big boobs. So I'm like, if we're doing this look, we're gonna stuff the bra. Like, not that she had to stuff the bra or wanted to, but I just thought it was funny.
1: Yeah. And then um, and then they ask you, they must have asked you what the funniest part of the makeover is because you're like, I think the funniest part of the makeover was the wax scene.
0: Yeah, because, okay, so we went to this place called Pink Cheeks on Ventura in like Sherman Oaks Studio City. I always get those two mixed up. Yeah. Because they run into each other. I think it's still there. It is still there. Yeah, and the lady who runs it is Funny. So she's asking Anastasia, which by the way, your sister is a trooper to do the waxing scene online. Well,
1: can we say too? Not online,
0: on camera. (laughs) You talk about how much you
1: hate getting waxed and I never even got waxed at this point. So the fact that she was going to go get waxed, I was like, whoa, you're brave.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I've only ever done it like once or twice. And I don't like doing it because you have to grow the hair out a certain length for it to even work. And I just don't even want to do that. So I just shave every day.
1: See, I do it now on my own. Uh Uh-huh. But I don't go to a place or anything like that. I just do it now on my own to get it like super clean and good, especially my legs. I love smooth legs. But back at the mansion, I never waxed.
0: Well, there would have been no downtime where you were allowed to be hairy for a day. That
1: is true. And you say Anastasia doesn't act scared at all. And I was watching the scene and I'm like, she is so brave. She doesn't even look like she has a care in the world. If I knew I was going to go get everything waxed in a minute on camera, (laughs) I would have been shitting my pants. Yeah.
0: But she does wear like a conservative type of thing. Like, would we say she's getting waxed on camera? She's not getting like the full deal waxed on camera
1: right right it's just
0: like around the edges kind but of. they
1: they okay first of all there's so many things i have to say to this right here <laughs> she's wearing granny panties uh-huh. and i i said something about her wearing granny panties and i've never lived it down she's i'm sure she'll bring it up uh-huh. when we have her on the show she gives me so much shit for a call, saying she was wearing gra- granny panties and she yeah. still swears by those kind of panties today <laughs>
0: Yeah, because I feel like anything that's not a thong is a granny panty. Oh, I'm G-stringed. Yeah, but it was smart of her to wear that on camera, though. Absolutely. (laughs) And then you're talking
1: about the um, full bush. It's called the power muff. Yeah, because I'd heard
0: that somewhere. I was like, yeah, that's what a full bush is called these days, a power muff.
1: And Anastasia's just silent for a while, and then she finally goes,
0: Yuck. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. She always had these funny, sarcastic responses.
1: And then you say pink cheeks should be called pink lips. And I was like, ew. Yeah. Well, that's,
0: you're not really, wack. I mean, I guess some people wax their cheeks like their butt cheeks but yeah i think a lot of guys go there too and do everything that makes sense so cindy the owner of pink cheeks is doing the waxing i saw her on another show i forget what show this was it was some kind it was probably an e show it was one of those type of shows but it was about like makeovers and stuff and there was um like an adult film actress was getting anal bleaching on this show And so she's bent over, and Cindy's like, oh, we need to wax you first. She goes, you got a whole tail out here. I'm going to take you out to the back and ride you around the parking lot. Oh, my God. I know. Dying. Oh, my God. Dying.
1: um, And I know you already said that, but I have it in my notes right here. The scene is intercut with the scenes of Gizmo being shaved. And I know we bash the
0: editors all the time,
1: but this Uh, is one spot where I feel like it is fucking brilliant. Amazing.
0: Yeah, it's so good. It reminds me of, like, how... Winnie and Gizmo were, like, juxtaposed with me and Barbie fighting at the fight night.
1: Yeah, and that one was over my head. Like, I didn't even realize (laughs) it.
0: But this one I just thought was really, really good. It's really good. And when Gizmo's getting shaved, there's a point in time where she looks like a puppet, like a Jim Henson puppet. (laughs) Because she's just so... It's like a Halloween cat.
1: Yeah. Well, I think she had to pull her head back. Yeah. So, and then, I mean, Cynthia, the owner of the salon, definitely has a thing for Hef.
0: Well, or we're made to think that. Because I kind of feel like this episode is, like, grooming the audience a little bit. Because, and I don't think the editors or the network had like a sinister agenda, like let's over-sexualize young girls and may, make it seem like hefts like the what they should be going after. Like, I don't think it was like a sinister agenda like that. But I do think they were probably, this is just a guess, I think they were probably scared that like the show wouldn't go over or it wouldn't be relatable because people would be like, ew, gross, like why are these girls with an old man? So I think they felt like they had to hype him up. But the end result is I feel like you're Grooming the audience because you have Cindy from Peak Cheeks, and she's talking about Heft to Anastasia. And I just feel like maybe some parts of the conversation were authentic. Like I always say it kind of reeks of a fed line when the producers are like, can you say this or can you ask this? Because she's saying like, oh, are you going to be- meet? Oh, you're going to Midsummers? That's a legendary party. Like she's saying all the perfect things that the producers would want in the show to like portray how big this party's going to be. And she might have said that because it was a big deal party that everybody wanted to go to. But then she's like, is he as handsome as he is on on?" camera or on tv or something and i just i i don't know i just feel like he's not really you know that much of a heartthrob that people would be saying that and this is coming from someone who you know when i was with hef i thought he was charming and i thought he was good looking in his own way and stuff like that like i'm not trying to bash him i just think this conversation is a little too good to be true for the show's purposes and it reeks of like fed lines And she's like, oh, would you ever be a girlfriend? Like as if everybody, like they're kind of framing this party to be the Cinderella ball, which I say in an interview early in this episode, it's kind of like a modern day Cinderella ball. And they're almost like acting like she doesn't know who Anastasia is. And like, of course, her main idea in going to this party must be, are you going to meet Hef? Would you ever be a girlfriend? And I just think that the general public wasn't like so aware of like, The girlfriend, not that they're not aware that have had girlfriends, but it just seems odd that a girl is coming in oh i'm going to a playboy party oh would you ever be a girlfriend like i don't know that that would be like one of the first topics of convo it just seems a little too convenient and of course it's funny when anastasia said well my sister's a girlfriend so that'd be weird you know
1: yeah see i didn't think that when i watched this scene but i could i wasn't there and i could be wrong i i don't doubt that sometimes the show fed people lines but i never actually heard them like I mean, in our interviews, absolutely. But I never heard them, like, us going to, like, a thing and them saying, can you tell them this? Can you tell them that? No,
0: I heard it all the time. Because, like, before a shoot would be set up, they'd go to the place and say exactly what they need out of the scene. Like they would tell me that a lot of times. Like maybe they wouldn't tell you because you're more like gregarious and just social and stuff, but I'm like a brick and you need to pull this shit out of me. So they need to tell me what the scene is. But they would say that not only to me, but to like the workers working there. Like, okay, this is what we want to get out of the scene. So if you could kind of ask this or do this or. I I saw some of that, like just kind of guiding, like this is
1: what what we're here for and this is Mm -hmm. what we need. But like specific lines, like you think that they told her to say that Hef was handsome or that, um, what else did she say? That Hef has
0: smiling eyes. Not necessarily those specifics, but I suspect there was probably like, oh, you know, you know, ask her about the party. It's a really cool party. Ask yeah. her about Hef. Ask her if she's ever met Hef because they know that would be funny. I, I think there's definitely a setup. That's just my suspicion. Of course, I don't know, but I just feel like this is too good to be true. Yeah. Like maybe. people aren't lusting after Hef you know like the general public it's just not but they're trying to set it up to make it look like he's the most sought after and every woman should be after him which once you're in the playboy world you can feel that a little bit but i don't think like an outsider who's just kind of vaguely aware of the party and who hef is is like oh my god is he as handsome i don't buy it for a second but she's
1: older and she might think not that that old no she wasn't like old old but she was older so she might i don't know i don't know i don't know maybe then, uh, but she does say he has that she thinks he's handsome. This is this is continuing on my th- why I think she has a crush. <laughs> um, she, she thinks he's handsome, he has smiling eyes. I do think it's true that he has smiling eyes, yeah, for sure. And, um, Anastasia says, I think it's funny because she says, well, it, he has, he's, has smiling eyes because he has three girls on his arm all the that's time. That's cute. I think that that's true. And then she asked, would you want to be one of those girls? And Anastasia says, well, my sister's a girlfriend, so that would be weird. Yeah. <laughs> but Anastasia, and she can tell you herself, had no desire to be part of that. And then that Cynthia says,
0: oh, yeah, one in the family is probably enough. That's funny. Yeah, she's... <laughs> so funny they both are they're good in the scene and this is another scene where I'm like can the camera people stop it with the invasive angles because there was like one angle where like the camera people it looks like the camera is like hovering above Anastasia's knees and it's like shooting directly like into her crotch and of course she has underwear on she's covered but I just felt like that was not an appropriate angle especially for like the barely legal the literally barely legal person on the show like back off
1: yeah that I have that in my notes too because the the bikini lady is asking Anastasia how she wants her. I mean, the waxing lady is asking Anastasia how she wants her bikini area trimmed. And I feel like the I say in my notes, the camera goes full crotch shot, like tries to. It's fucked up. And obviously, like you said, she's wearing underwear. So it's not like um, it's a big deal, but it's still, you know, not cool. Um, taking just like a quick step back, I wanted to say that I do think that this episode is grooming or the scene is grooming a little bit, but not not in the same way. Grooming that... in more
0: ways than one. Yeah, that is
1: true. <laughs> um, that, But I think it's trying to groom the audience a little bit in a, for a different way. I think that they're trying to t- plant the seed in the audience's minds that if this makeover goes well, <gasps> ew, Anastasia I, <laughs> might be considered a girlfriend. I
0: don't like that. I don't like it either.
1: And I didn't think it at the time that was Me nowhere either, anywhere in my head. That could be a thing. So if Anastasia is hot after this, and I say that in quotes because she's already a beautiful girl, then she might be like a girlfriend.
0: Yeah, I don't like that.
1: And just to be clear, this is not Hef doing this. This is the show doing yeah, this. Yeah, like for
0: any kind of stakes or, you know. As far
1: as I know, Hef's not saying if Anastasia looks hot after this, yeah, I'm going to make her so. a girlfriend. <laughs> like that was never any of it um but yeah i just rewatching it i was like wait are they trying to like suggest that anastasia might be a girlfriend later yikes Ew. and then the lady asks her if she wants to and they bleep it out but basically if she wants her butthole done yeah she's like, Nobody's she's like looking. no one's looking thanks i'm good <laughs> that's so funny. but then they show gizmo getting groomed her butt getting shaved real oh quick. my god
0: that's funny <laughs>
1: And the grooming lady smacks Anastasia's ass, which I thought was a little... I'm going to ask Anastasia, was that weird? <laughs> yeah, a little weird. And then right at, at that scene, the um, gizmos at the groomers and she smacks the groomer with her paw. Oh my God, that's funny. So I did think
0: that the um, cutting it that way was really Yeah, funny. the editing was funny. So now we're back at the mansion, and there's more, like, setting up for the party. Wait, can I add one more thing yeah. to this? Yes, <laughs> I don't care. Yes, just... Keep it coming.
1: In real life, after this, you take Anastasia to get a spray tan, mm-hmm. and... I never got, I don't think
0: I really got spray tans back in that day. No we didn't and I I didn't start getting spray tans until like right before I left the mansion because I saw my friend Ashley was getting spray tans at this place called Portofino in Beverly Hills and they actually did a color that looked like a convincing suntan because back in the mid 2000s spray tans looked orange. Like I remember there was a girlfriend a few years even before this show was being shot that was getting spray tans and I remember I vowed to myself, I'm never getting a spray tan because they look so bad, like so orange and the weird thing is is now everybody accuses us of being orange when they watch this show but it's not because we had spray tans or were really orange in real life it's because the show was color corrected to be super saturated which i love because it gives us this cartoony fun feel yeah but it also makes us orange especially like in the first couple of episodes well, they don't show it, but you take her to get a spray tan, and I'd never had
1: a spray tan that uh-huh. I know of, um, and if I had, it'd been a long time. I don't know. I just don't recall ever having it, and I remember I was—I had a really bad day that day. I don't know what happened, but I remember I got a really bad migraine, and I actually fell asleep in like the window seat mm-hmm. of my room, and just a horrible headache, and Anastasia comes back, and she walks in my room, and the camera crews come in, and they flip on all the lights, and they're plugging in all the extra lights and they're like we need to put a mic on you we got to do a scene and i'm like dying i was sound asleep with this migraine headache and i look at my sister and she is like looks like she's covered in mud and i was like oh my god what happened to you like is that gonna come off that looks terrible you're way too dark like i was like It was, like, so much drama all Uh at once. And I was, like, so sick and then so shocked at how she looked. and (laughs) and like, like, what did they do to you? Yeah, I was, like, appalled. Like, I thought, like, this is really bad. Like, how are we going to, like, change this? I had no idea that, like, that you rinse it off the next day and it's, like, normal then. (laughs) And, um... And the, scene, and the show wanted to do the scene with me. And I think we did. They forced me to do the scene, but I was not feeling it. Mm-hmm. And then I've always sort of felt bad about it after that, because now that I have gotten spray tans after that, I'm like, oh, wait, that's just the way they are. You yeah. look like a dirty, muddy mess until yeah. you wash it off the next day. But at the time, I didn't know. And then and then them forcing me to do the scene when I didn't feel good. And I just remember it being like a this really bad scene you know what I mean like yeah. just really like I was mad and I didn't like how her her makeover was turning out and I'm surprised they didn't use that for like stakes
0: I like, that's kind of a missed opportunity
1: yeah the only thing I can think of is that it just didn't work out because it just was like a bad scene all around yeah because that would have been funny like oh my god <laughs> yeah I was in shock oh in my total then the next scene, they're showing everybody setting up for the party. So Alan much the to be butler done. is being
0: walked by Archie.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is true. They show kitchen, maintenance, all the decorating going on. And then here's something that confused me, though. Hank says he needs to set up 10
0: bars for 1,000 people. And... I don't remember where the 10 bars were. Girl, I was thinking the same thing because it's like, okay, there was a bar on the back patio. Yes. There was a bar over by the pool house, the bath house. Yeah, the pool bar. There was too. a bar on the tennis courts.
1: Oh, was there? Mm-hmm. I guess I
0: never really I mean, went we never walked way. over there. <laughs> okay. But there was a bar on the tennis courts. I have no idea where the seven other bars are. And you know what I always thought was weird that there was not a bar in the
1: game house like you would think that there would be one out there or one near it. Yeah, like in the backyard or something. Yeah, I never saw one in the game house.
0: Uh yeah, I would love to ask Brian Alea like where the 10 bars were. Yeah, cuz I'm stumped unless his definition of bars is like maybe they had like three different stations within one. Area like remember the big oh. permanent bar that's outside the bathhouse? Like maybe they had three different stations there, and that's the maybe. definition of a bar. Maybe that uh, was would... I don't know, that's the only thing I can think of.
1: Yeah, I know when I went to parties later, they there were additional bars, but the setup was different. Yeah,
0: after it went downhill. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: And then Hank starts talking about the painted ladies. And so we get into that whole scene next.
0: Yeah. So all these women who are going to be jello shot girls at the party are getting painted. They're nude and their costumes are painted on, airbrushed on in the mansion gym. And we're seeing scenes of like people doing the painting. And like they're basically like eye level with these people's butts and crotches. And my first thought was, what if you had to fart? I mean, I guess you would just excuse you hold yourself. But, like, somebody's standing there, and I, I'd be like, oh, I, I need to go to the bathroom. Yeah. That'd be, like, my worst nightmare.
1: Yeah, I never thought about that. Ah. But I thought it was interesting, too. I think we should talk about Mark Frazier a little bit. He was the body artist, and how his whole family is involved in this. Yeah, like, his wife was doing the painting, his son was doing the painting, all kinds of things. And Mark used to do other stuff for us, too. Like, we used to do those photos. He would do, like, that...
0: Um, yeah, he'd do like the Photoshop photos. Like he'd make us look like little fairies, or yeah, like we we're flying like around, or uh, yeah, give us angel
1: wings. Yeah, he things. did that King Kong picture you guys see in my room. Mm-hmm. And then Kendra says Mark discovered her, but I I know she was a painted lady is the first thing and everything. But do you know how they met? I have no idea. And then Mark says that he sends all the pictures of all the girls over to Hef ahead of time, mm-hmm. which. I just was thought was interesting because you know Kendra always made it sound like it was her that was special that got her picture sent over to Hef and that he personally chose her but he chooses all the painted ladies yeah
0: he has to approve all the painted ladies that are gonna work and then they do that flashback to Kendra as a which, painted lady which they use this flashback so many times that it got to the point where I would make fun of Kevin for it I'm like oh I'm gonna use that footage again
1: and then um they are, ta- they are interviewing a girl and they, she's talking about how hard it is to get the paint off that you need a good exfoliator and some sort of cream. I can vouch for that because I do end up getting painted Uh later on and two times and it is so hard to get off. Oh no. It's
0: really hard. So they cut to this girl who's getting painted and she has no makeup on like us in many of the scenes. Um and she's cute. She has like kind of a Kate Hudson vibe and stuff. Yeah, and she
1: says every but she, she says everybody here has fake big boobs but me. And then she kind of looks
0: like looks around and was like, "Oops, did I just say that?" Like I feel like she's yeah. trying to like start shit a little bit (laughs) that's so funny and then they have that girl saying oh this is how Kendra got started and she says something to the effect is maybe I'll be the next girlfriend Mm -hmm. watch out Hef and I completely feel like that is not authentic I think that's 100% a fed line I don't think she I mean, unless Mark Frazier is trying to recruit girls by saying, oh, this is how one want to have girlfriends got started. Like, how would she even know or like nobody like the show was not on the air at this point. So nobody knows who Kendra is
1: that's true I do believe that Mark may have said something to some of the girls like oh last girl that did a lady you know she's one of Hef's girlfriends now or whatever I think that that's possible that he said that but I do feel like she was just sort of kidding around me like.
0: too because if she had really wanted to be a girlfriend like she would have made her presence known like women who wanted to be a girlfriend or wanted to get with Hef or wanted to be noticed for the magazine like they were not shy about it most of the time like they would come to the table and like really make their presence known and I don't remember ever like meeting that girl
1: no the first time I remember seeing her is in this clip when we are watching the show weeks later and I'm like oh so I think she was totally joking whether she was fed the line or not I don't
0: know but I think she was totally kidding I think so too and I'm convinced she was fed that line because I feel like nobody knew who Kendra was at that time because the show wasn't on the air unless Mark Frazier was bragging about it but I feel like too if that was kind of your agenda like oh I hope I'm Hef's next girlfriend I don't know if that's something you'd be so open about on national television unless like somebody prompted it just seems weird it's too good to be true i'm convinced this is another grooming the audience moment Like they want this party to look like every woman who comes to it is striving to be noticed by Hef. There are stakes. Hef could meet a new girlfriend at any moment. Holly, Bridget, and Kendra better watch out. There might be new girls in town. I just truly feel like that's the agenda.
1: Yeah, I definitely have that in my notes too, that they're grooming the audience here because they want everyone to think that somebody could be added to the group at any time. That these girls are replaceable. Yeah. Or the group can expand like this is in no way, you know, the final like Mm -hmm. I totally feel like they're trying to put that in there. But I do want to say one thing because we leave out an important thing that Kendra says. Oh, yeah. What'd she say? that girl says tell, like she said and I th- totally think she's joking but she's like oh I heard Kendra started out as a painted lady and then became a girlfriend and maybe sh- I'll follow in her footsteps tell Heff I'm coming for him tonight and in commentary Kendra says no I don't think so and I was just <laughs> like I think she's joking yeah but I think Kendra was like "Mm yeah that's funny but yeah I totally feel like they were grooming the audience to show that we're replaceable or that other people that Heff is so sought after that at mm-hmm. any time more people could be added and especially since
0: this is our final we think this is our final episode yeah um we've been talking for quite a bit should we call this a two-parter yeah because i still have like six pages of notes yeah which i didn't think this one would be a two-parter but thank you guys for joining us Um, if you want more content you can check out our patreon at patreon.com slash girls next level and we will see you guys next week bye guys